You're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 16, Top Tips to Improve Your LinkedIn Profile. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. I hope you are having a good day. And for those of you who may not be having a good day, please know that there is help out there. Today's episode is talking all things LinkedIn. Now, unless you have been living under a rock, it's very likely that you have heard about LinkedIn. LinkedIn has had over 500 million members globally. It is a professional networking platform that has changed the way that we work, live and operate professionally. In 2007, LinkedIn had around 8 million members and 11 years on, it now has over 500 million members globally. So there's a lot of reasons why if you're on LinkedIn and if you're not, where have you been? (laughs) That your LinkedIn profile should be an accurate representation of yourself. Now, for those who know me and collaborate with me quite regularly, you'll see that I am an avid LinkedIn user and I have been ever since I joined in 2007, five years after LinkedIn was founded. And although I'm not a LinkedIn expert by any means, using it for 11, well now 12 years actually, has taught me quite a few things about some of the tips that I'm going to suggest to you today. By no means a complete list, but I think it's a good starting point to help you. Now, first of all, if you are not on LinkedIn, I highly recommend it. It doesn't matter what industry that you are in. It doesn't matter what type of work that you do. It doesn't matter what type of aspirations you have career-wise, whether it's, you know, running a business and being an entrepreneur, whether it is working for someone else or becoming a CEO. Any industry and any type of career that you choose to take, there is significant benefit for being on a platform like LinkedIn. Now, albeit it has some of its challenges and sometimes they do turn on and off features that you think are, you know, good and then they change them and and things like that. And there's a lot of uh, information online about the back end side of LinkedIn and how that works. But looking at it purely from the point of view of of an avid user, I wanted to share a little bit about how you can get more out of LinkedIn, some of the things that you can learn through using LinkedIn and also some of the benefits that have come from my use of LinkedIn as well. Now, one of the things that I think would be helpful for you to know is in addition to using LinkedIn myself for now about 12 years, I have also been a LinkedIn Power Profile user um, what that means is in terms of the the regular they do quite um often um annually a review of linkedin members globally and depending on the industry you're in and the country you're in they tend to do a review of who has has come up as either um you know most viewed profile or someone who is considered a top voices and whatnot depending on the industry they're in and uh, a few years ago, I was very fortunate in in, in, in appearing as one of those top profile uh, views, most visited in Australia, actually. 
considering how many people in Australia that were on LinkedIn at the time, I was very, very fortunate to be on that list. Um, I used to work for a banking organization, one of the big four banks in Australia, and I was one of only two females in the entire company globally who appeared on that list. So I'm very, 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 very passionate about LinkedIn, and you'll hear a bit more about that in this podcast. Now, let's kick off with some of the some of the confusion around how LinkedIn compares to your resume, your curriculum vitae, your CV, whatever it is that you want to call it. Now, LinkedIn is supposed to be an accurate representation of yourself. Now, it does not necessarily replace a LinkedIn, uh, sorry, a resume or a CV, but I think that it is equally as important. Now, let me give you an example from the perspective of a hiring manager who's done a lot of hiring over the years and also as a candidate who's been interviewed for many roles over the years. LinkedIn is usually one of the first places that your, your interviewer, your manager, your colleagues, and people who are generally trying to get a sense of who you are would look to get information about your background. Now, if you have got information on your resume or your CV, and that is what I I personally think your CV and your resume is a lot more detailed because your CV and your resume is something that you selectively give to people based on applying for a position and um, have an interest in a particular company, etc. Whereas LinkedIn, often um, your profile can be quite public and so therefore you may not want to incorporate every little aspect of roles that you've done the way that you would in a CV. I think that as a as an interviewee and an interviewer myself, I've been very um, cautious in making sure I do review my LinkedIn profile when I've gone for job interviews and whatnot in the past to ensure that my CV is not telling a different story to what my online LinkedIn profile says. Because if your LinkedIn profile is not up to date, or at the very least matching what says what it says in your CV or your resume, it actually can be seen as a negative for you yourself um, in your interview process. And the reason for that is you've either omitted something intentionally or you um, are not organized, you've not kept up to date. So there's a lot of reasons why I highly recommend that at the very minimum, if you're going to have a LinkedIn profile that you need to check it. One of the things that I like to do is I, I regularly review my profile to make sure that it's up to date. So for example, I recently have been engaged to do some work with a, a university in Denmark and so I've updated my profile to reflect that. But otherwise, I would actually put in a reminder on a at least quarterly basis, if not more frequently monthly, for example, to review my profile to make sure that it is the most accurate representation of myself. And when you think about LinkedIn and having over 500 million people in the world, that's a lot of meaningful connections that you can actually create. You can use it to find, post the job, meet new people, stay up to date with industry insights and trends. So whatever your reason for being on LinkedIn, you have to make sure that your LinkedIn profile is well maintained. Otherwise, don't even have one because not having something that is accurately reflecting you is probably going to do the opposite. Now, one of the other things that often is... uh 
is lacking, I would say, in, in LinkedIn is people's use of photos. Photo image of yourself is really important. I can't stress enough how important it is to have a photo on your LinkedIn profile. Now, I'm not talking about a LinkedIn profile that you may have put on there, you know, 20 years ago, whenever LinkedIn started, but something that is, you know, reasonably um, recent, you know, within the last five to 10 years, let's say. It's really, really important because when you're looking at someone's profile, especially for those who receive a lot of requests to connect with someone, it gives you a real link to the individual. It helps you to you give that that you know human um, emotion when you see that person. Um, you get a feel for you know their personality potentially with their images, depending on you know whether they're doing a side profile, whether they have a, you know a professional image wearing a suit or whether they're you know doing something that relates to the industry they're in if they're an entrepreneur and sells wine maybe they've got a picture with you know wine behind them whatever whatever the photo may be it gives a little bit of a glimpse into that person and their personality and when you're looking at you know over 500 million different people in the world that are on this platform your profile helps your profile photo rather helps to provide that connection and that familiarity so I often use LinkedIn to view someone's image, for example, when I am meeting them for the first time. If I'm meeting a new client or a new manager, it helps me to identify that person in a room full of people or in a crowd when I'm, say, waiting at a cafe to meet that person. Without the photo, the viewer, the person looking at your LinkedIn profile may actually question what you have to hide or ponder if it's actually a real profile, wonder if you're just being a little bit lazy. I think that if you don't have an image on LinkedIn, I recommend that you get one. And there is a lot of really good tips online for picking the right LinkedIn profile picture that um, I won't bore you with now, but you can look that up online just by searching. Another area of LinkedIn that I think is really important for you to take some time and attention is headlines. So headlines are very interesting as there's many schools of thought around what your LinkedIn headline should say. Now, your LinkedIn headline is generally what appears when someone does a search for your name or just does a general search and your picture and your name and then the headline comes up next to it. Or when they go to your profile, it's usually the first thing that is seen underneath your image and next to your name. It's like a you know one sentence bio effectively, although not really a sentence. Now, many LinkedIn users would argue that the headline should state the benefit to the viewer. So some people might say, for example, in my industry, I spend a lot of time helping to uplift project management office functions within organizations, helping them to link to strategic objectives, helping them to remove duplication and waste that so often exists in these functions. So I might, for example, put in my profile, that I help uplift PMO capability through targeted improvement planning using my proven agile PMO, uh, using my proven agile model for PMOs. But personally, I don't really find that as the most helpful way to get to know someone if I'm looking at their profile for a matter of seconds. So first impressions count, and although that is one of the things that I do. I actually do quite a lot of other things at the same time. For example, I'm a mental health advocate. I'm also a CEO and an entrepreneur. So I would prefer to reflect my current positions slash roles that I'm undertaking at the time as opposed to using it for a sales pitch, which effectively is what that is. 
So ultimately it's up to you, but from my perspective, I think when someone tries to connect with me, I'd like them to know what they do, what, what I do um, or I'm doing at the time. And sometimes, uh, you know, where I'm doing it with the industry or the type of role, etc. So I think a good place to share this is the headline. And it's one of the main things that appears when someone searches you, whether they're looking on Google or, um, you know, any other search engine. So headlines, headlines, headlines. Make your choice around what you think would be best placed there. Have a look at some of the people that you idolize professionally, um, maybe colleagues, and have a think about what they are doing and see what you personally prefer. Other than headlines, the next most important thing after your photo and your headline is your bio. So your bio is effectively a little snippet of information about yourself that sits directly at the top of your profile after your headline. It gives you approximately 2,000 characters um, of space to share an overview of who you are. It really is a little bit of a storyline around who you are, what you do, Think of it as a summary of your experience, your background, your achievements perhaps, and any other key pieces of information that you would like to share with someone. This helps people who look at your profile at a glance and maybe don't go into the details of your previous history of employment, etc., hobbies and interests. They just get that key snippets of information by looking at your bio. So bio is really, really important. And some people will use this space to detail, summarize their detailed resume and provide readers information on how they may be able to help them. Regardless of what your approach that you take, just make sure that you take the time to ensure that it's up to date, it's fairly accurate, you know, make sure you've done a spell check, ensure it's well written, it's clear and concise. With only 2,000 characters, it's really important to get the most out of your LinkedIn profile to help people to think about what it is that you do what it is that it means what it what it means for you um, to be in your industry or your chosen career path or, or what it is that you do in your business for example i think that it's also really important to remember that you in in terms of your biography within that section of your linkedin profile try to avoid using company specific acronyms because often nobody knows what they mean and I've seen quite a lot of times where acronyms have been used and actually don't reflect at all what um, someone's un general understanding and sometimes acronyms can mean different things to different people so for example if I put PMO in my biography PMO can mean project management office for those of you who are in the project management space, but it also means prime minister's office. So, you know, it's very important to spell out the words that you're trying to say. So do not confuse people. Other than that, I also think that your LinkedIn profile, as mentioned earlier, needs to be accurate and current. I said it once and I'll say it again. Now, unless you're gonna maintain your LinkedIn profile, do not have one. Because an outdated LinkedIn profile can be far more negative than it is positive for you. Now, there's no gen, there's no rule on how accurate, sorry, no rule on how frequently you should update your LinkedIn profile. It really depends on how active you are when using LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn daily, and so I keep my profile updated quite regularly. At the minimum, I would be looking at mine monthly and I'd suggest as a starting point, maybe quarterly for, for those out there that don't use it as much as I um, actually do at the moment. So it's important to make sure it's accurate, 
keep it professional because LinkedIn is a professional networking platform. If you want to be very social and focus on all of the social elements of social media, then go to other platforms like Facebook or Twitter, etc. Synchronicity with your resume, as I mentioned earlier, there are often um, ways to incorporate aspects of your resume into LinkedIn and vice versa. But you need to make sure that your resume and your LinkedIn are not telling two different stories, whether it's a role title being different, whether it's the, the time frame. Usually CVs um, and resumes are reviewed by recruiters and they'll check the timeline of your resume and match that up with LinkedIn. So if your dates are wrong, it doesn't look good for you. So it's really, really important that you focus on making sure that you are keeping your public resumes that are going out to, to you know recruiters or even um, personal profiles and bios match up with what you're saying on LinkedIn. Other things on LinkedIn that are really positive to follow is industry hashtags. So you probably all have heard of hashtags considering many of us are now on some form of social media platform, um, including LinkedIn. Following a certain hashtag enables you to keep abreast of what is going on in the industry of your choice and also what is going on in a particular um, particular area of interest for yourself or a particular area of expertise. Um, in, hashtags is something that's fairly new to LinkedIn and it's come out recently and it's actually been really beneficial to help filter out what you would like to basically get your attention there's so much information online that it's not possible to keep across everything, but following certain hashtags actually will help you. So for example, if people are talking about the work that I do in Agile Management Office, I would be following hashtag AMO, hashtag Agile Management Office, or hashtag AMO method, for example. I'd also be following hashtag PMO because Project Management Offices is a space that I'm very interested in. So hashtags is another really good one that you can keep abreast with. Another one that's, um, another tip that I think would be really helpful for you to know now, depending on whether or not you've got a premium profile. Now, re premium profiles themselves have a lot of different um, benefits depending on what your use of LinkedIn means. If you have a premium profile, you get a lot more access to things like Sales Navigator, it enables you to send a lot more in-mails, which is kind of like an email in LinkedIn and get credits for any in-mails that have been read by the people that you've sent them to. It also gives you a feature that I really like, and that is who's viewed your profile. So if you don't have a LinkedIn premium account, you actually don't have the ability to see who's viewed your profile many, um, much more back than maybe I think it's a couple of days or a week um, in the past. Whereas if you've got a premium, premium account rather, you actually get the opportunity to have your profile um, and the views that have come from that. Now, the reason that's important um, for myself, for example, as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and a business owner, if someone's viewed my profile that is in my target market and my target market is generally um, C-level executives and similar, I would probably then be able to go and reach out to them and understand, you know, hey, you've passed passed through looking at my profile, so anything of interest, is there any information that I can share with you? And then at that point, I might be able to share more information about the services and the work that I do, as an example. So who's viewed your profile is one of the features that I really like about having a premium account. But otherwise, you can actually get almost all of the features without really needing a premium account. It's, it's quite expensive, 
um, depending on um, which tro- choice that you choose, um, it can be quite costly. Another thing that I think is really valuable when looking at your LinkedIn is behind every um, behind everybody everybody's profile um, picture, there, there's a header image. And now usually there's a generic image that LinkedIn puts online. Um, it's just the standard one. But if I think if you've got a business and you can have a look at my profile and you'll see that I've actually got Agile Ideas podcast um, header as, as my background. But it's a really good um, space considering you don't get to customize much of LinkedIn to actually demonstrate a little bit about either your business, your work, your your hobby, your interests. You know, if you're a musician, you might have an instrument in the background, which I saw this morning. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, if you're hosting a podcast like me, you might have an image um, about that. And it just helps draw attention to your profile and allow, allows you to stand out that little bit more than maybe somebody else who doesn't have anything on their profile. Um, another feature of LinkedIn is the groups function. Um, there are a lot of groups. There's so many groups worldwide that you can join in. You can search for particular groups of interest. For example, project management professionals, or you might want to look for change management, or it doesn't matter what sort of interest that you have. There's probably a group for it. Otherwise, you can actually create your own group and actually invite people to your group and then start creating a community of people following a particular topic or a particular um, a particular industry, a particular industry um, section, such as, you know, changing projects or agile projects, etc., etc. So that's another really good feature as well that I think is helpful for people to know. Now, in terms of how often, people will often ask, how often should I update my LinkedIn profile in terms of making a post or writing an article or commenting on people's posts? Now, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think it's depending on what you're using LinkedIn for. As I said earlier, for me, I'm using LinkedIn to build awareness around my brand, um, at Agile Management Office, to, to build awareness around the, uh, the knowledge share that we do through Agile Ideas such as this podcast and our monthly newsletter. Um, I'm also trying to raise awareness around mental health. And so I use LinkedIn quite frequently to stay abreast of what's going on in those, um, in those spaces and also within the industry that I'm in and also to keep in touch with people I've worked with previously. And so I like to use LinkedIn at least once a day where I'm looking at what's going on and also commenting, posting or liking different topics. The more you like a post um, that's of relevance to you, um, the more you're, um, you're obviously, it, you'll, you will be brought to that person's attention who, of whose post you've liked. If you're writing articles, it's a really good way to garner interest in what you do in terms of writing articles. You don't have to be a professional writer to write articles. If you look at my first article to the articles I've done, you know, last year and in recent months, they are far improved than what they were when I first started. So practice makes perfect in this instance as well. Also, one of the really great features of LinkedIn lately has been LinkedIn videos. And that's another one that uh, we could talk about for a really long time. But I think LinkedIn videos is a really good opportunity for you to showcase um, anything that you want, actually, um, about the space that you're in, whether you want to share some tips, such as the ones I'm sharing on LinkedIn now, 
um, about LinkedIn now rather, uh, or also a little bit of good news or maybe a, a career progression or maybe you've started a new business, whatever it is, LinkedIn videos is a really useful tool for that and is actually very helpful as well. And one of the other things as well is on your LinkedIn profile, you can actually elect to have your profile visible to recruiters. What that means is any recruiters that are looking within the space that you're in, in terms of the industry you've selected when creating your profile, or that may be passing by your profile, will actually see an indicator on there that says you are actively open for opportunities and therefore they may send you more email than for someone who doesn't have that flagged. You can change that in your profile settings when you are next on your LinkedIn profile as well. So I think that probably some of the main tips I could give you a lot more. And if there's interest, please write to me or comment on this podcast or um, send an email to myself on LinkedIn um, or, or on any of these social media platforms. And I would be happy to answer questions or share some more insights further. But ultimately, the best things in life are meant to be shared. And LinkedIn is a really great platform for sharing, you know, so many different things. I've learned a lot through LinkedIn. Um, and I mentioned earlier at the beginning, I wanted to share a little bit about some of the benefits that have come from being on LinkedIn. Well, it's enabled me to make some really good connections and start to co-write things with in terms of books and articles with other people in the industry that I'm in. It's also enabled me to be in touch with universities overseas and help to drive awareness of the Agile Management Office um, frameworks and methodology that we're creating. It's helped me to be headhunted by recruiters internationally for roles overseas. It's also helped me when running uh, global events to get in touch with teams of people within that particular country and actually get their support on running um, some events. It's helped me to be uh, a LinkedIn top 100 profile in Australia. It's also enabled me to connect with people that I would otherwise have never met before. There is so many benefits from being on LinkedIn and I cannot see that changing anytime soon. So until next time, I will continue to share some insights on LinkedIn for all of you to share. If you are not following me, please do just search my name. It is listed in the podcast title. Um, other than that, I hope you all have an amazing day and I hope with today's podcast, you've been able to think, feel or be inspired. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We welcome any feedback and if you'd like us to cover any specific topics in future, or be part of the podcast in future episodes, please let us know by going to www.agilemanagementoffice.com. So that's agilemanagementoffice.com. And you can also find us on most social media channels by searching Agile Management Office. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share or rate it. And I look forward to talking to you all again soon.